Read it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, May 3rd. That's correct. My days are so off. I'm so sorry, guys. Great to have you all in, though. I'm excited to get this show. I was already excited before today. Add two commitments. Now, Billy Ratliff, VFL. We're actually going to talk about him a lot. Big time play by him. And then he's going to join the show. Um, so this is a great show. You guys picked the right time. Um, for all of you all that are joining, pick the right time to listen. Uh, it's going to be a great one. We're recapping the 98 Arkansas game, and it just felt classic Neyland. Like, I could feel Neyland as I watched it, it was on loud. my computer. It was loud. They had uh, – Arkansas didn't even mean to, but when they gave us that timeout after Travis Henry took the ball to the one-yard line, uh, we got a minute and a half, roughly, of just a stadium shot of everyone just going crazy, waiting on the game-winning touchdown. In terrible weather, too. In terrible weather. Yep. 107,000 people in piss-pouring rain. Yep. Um, anybody that went to that game, if you were at that game, comment, let us know. Anybody that went to that game certainly doesn't regret it. Um, that was a classic SEC wonderful football game. Um, I actually didn't catch the Affleck trivia question. Did you catch the answer? It was when the last two SEC teams. Mm-hmm. Did you? Get your answer. I missed the answer. It was 1971. It was Auburn and Alabama. Okay, so 1971. The go ahead and give you guys the full question was the Athlete trivia question in the Arkansas 98 game was when was the last time two unbeaten SEC teams met this late? Obviously, it's not the case anymore as two SEC teams are typically either fighting each other for a playoff spot um, or potentially maybe trying to one up another team from another conference. But um, that certainly is not the case anymore. So yeah, uh, it's pretty pretty rare you don't see two unbeaten teams meet. I think Alabama was three and Auburn was four. Yeah. So, um, we do have a great show. We're talking about the 98 rewatch. Um, got big weekend recruiting. We're talking, we are still talking about Tyon Evans and, uh, Terrence Lewis. I know that feels like a while ago. Um, but it's still recent. So we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And then of course the commitments today from Cody Brown and Deshaun Rucker. Can't wait to talk about those. I love one of these players. So I'm excited to talk about them. I'll wait though. I'm going to save that. You love one of them. Well, I mean, obviously they're both <laughs> attractive commits, but I really like the way one plays. Okay. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, I didn't know if you had like some sort of like connection. Or, or yeah, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> brothers pretty much. Um, he doesn't know it yet, but right. pretty much. Uh, then we are going to be joined by uh, Billy Ratliff. Going to talk some vol football, past, present, maybe future. I don't know. We'll talk. Uh, excited to get him on the show. Going to do a projected win total. 2020 season, we cannot wait for it. Um, we're going to talk about the games we expect to win, games maybe expect to lose. I don't know if that's the right thing to say for Tennessee. I don't expect Tennessee to ever lose a game. Yeah, especially expect. especially the day of. Especially the day of. When you get me to the day of, I'm, I'm <clears throat> buying in. Yep. Uh, so we are going to talk about the projected win total, talking about sports returning. Uh, obviously, the talk's heating up, heating up as uh, everybody's looking for solutions. A couple of leagues may have some solutions. We'll try to figure that out. Segments. Most important of the week and fail of the week. Guys, before Landon tells you about some of our friends, I want to make sure uh, to remind you all to go like, retweet this on Twitter, share it on Facebook, like it on Facebook, uh, follow myself, Kayla Mitchell, on Twitter, Landon Raby on Twitter. Um, make sure you follow Volunteer Roadshow on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, they're producing content. We, because they have, think, you know, uh, we're happy they, that we're a part of Volunteer Roadshow. We're producing content every day. Uh, you've got Volunteer Roadshow picked off and uh, Morning Chat with Billy Ratliff, who you'll hear from later. Yeah. Before we jump into the show, though, landon has got some people to tell you about. Yeah, go check out our uh, sponsors, Bet Now, um, mm-hmm. Hound Dogs, Commercial Bank, 
and Tennessee Tap House. I'm actually going to tell you guys about Commercial Bank. Commercial Bank is your neighborhood bank, and they're a leading financial institution with the services, capabilities, and resources of regional and national banks. Whether it's purchasing a home, saving for your child's future, or planning your next vacation, Commercial Bank is with you every step of the way to navigate life's big decisions. Life made better. Visit cbtn.com to learn more and find a branch near you. Guys, go check out the official bank of more important issues, Commercial Bank. Do it. Go check them out. We'll actually do a Hound Dogs giveaway as well at the end of the show. We'll give away a $25 gift certificate. Um, And at the end, we'll let you know how you can cash that in. But stay tuned. Um, And also comment along with us. If you have some questions, we'll be happy to get to those. So um, just send them. We're kind of following along with YouTube and and Facebook and Twitter. Um, So do that with us. Um, I'm good. You good? Perfect. Uh, before we, I, I do want to add one more thing. Um, did you say how to how to enter to win the gift card? I did not. So make sure you go to volunteerroadshow.com. You can do that right now. We'll wait on wait on you. We can do that right now. Go to volunteerroadshow.com. Make an account and you'll be created. Uh, it'll be created and you'll be entered for a gift card for twenty five dollars from Hound Dogs. So do it. Easy. And, and yeah, and you get a ton of content on there. Yeah. So and Simple you can easy. chat. You can post a profile picture. All the good stuff. We already do have a question. It's about the um, recruiting rankings. I don't think we've moved up any. I think we're still at three, right? We're three on um, two four seven. We're number two on rivals. So none of no changes as far as we know have been reflected in that. We could see a jump in North Carolina, I guess, right? With a force. I don't what? know. I guess we'll see. So they've already updated. They have seven. already updated, and yes. we haven't jumped them. Okay, we're like right there. Like they're like just like a few points off from jumping. It's, them. There's like two twenty nine. We're like two twenty eight. Gotcha. So waiting on some more commitments this week, maybe. I don't know. Here on Sunday's a a big day. If if y'all want to tune yeah. in to Twitter or wherever you get your um your news, Sunday might be a good day. This Sunday or next Sunday? Next Sunday. Oh. Dropping a little hint. I like yeah, it. Look, Next Sunday, look, be ready. <clears throat> and we'll have a show for you guys, so be ready. Um, Big Vol Daddy said two uh, on one of them. So did you say we're two on rivals? Is that right? Yes. Uh, and he said none of which matters at this point. You're absolutely correct. Got to win ball games. That's all that matters. And we're going to talk about how we're going to do that with not only this recruiting class, but the next. Uh, how many scholars do we have to offer? I assume 25. <laughs> yep. As of so, right now. As of right now. <clears throat> uh, let's talk about the 98 game. Let's set the... I told you guys I was going to set the mood for you. Give you. We're going to go back. So everybody close our eyes. We're going to go back to 1998. Okay? Uh, did you actually see the CBS break-in? I didn't. So CBS broke into the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some breaking news because while all this is going on, there was some stuff with the uh, with Iraq. Um, you know, of course. Like, apparently oh, yeah, that's that, never happened. And we missed a touchdown. And we missed a touchdown. <laughs> so, uh, but... Bill Clinton uh, was potentially going to be calling an airstrike on Saddam Hussein on Iraq, yeah. and um, that was called off though uh, as they came to an agreement. Uh, yada yada yada. You can Wikipedia; it's good read. Um, I'm just trying to set the tone. Yeah. And tomorrow you'll see the uh, you'll see Peyton Manning and the Colts beat the Jets 24 to 23, and the Tennessee Oilers at Vanderbilt Stadium. I believe it was a home game at Vanderbilt Stadium beat the Steelers 23 to 14. Oh. So big wins, big wins, big wins all around. And then obviously we go back to Saturday night, Tennessee, the number one ranked Tennessee volunteers welcome in number 10, Arkansas and Houston nut. Don't you miss him? Nah, nah, you don't miss him. You don't miss him being in the sec. I mean, I guess he did good. He was good that year. I mean, Arkansas was good. Yeah, no, they were. I was, I was very impressed with their defense. 
Yeah. Very impressed. They were very physical. Uh, it was obvious that, you know, I mean, in the same way Tennessee does, just try to create havoc and how they bring pressure, and they did that a lot. T. Martin didn't have an easy night. That offensive line didn't have an easy night. They blitzed all night. They blitzed all night. Like, also. literally, they brought six yes. every single time. Just about every single time. I mean, we do, we do that too, but. Right. Right. Um, I did. Oh, I forgot to mention the AP Top 10 going. Oh, that's next week that I have written down. I don't have the AP Top 10 written down. So I have next week. So after this game, uh, you'll see Tennessee, Kansas State at number two. Mm. What the crap? I know this week Florida State is number five, and they will Chris move. Winkie just went down, so mm-hmm. their backup quarterback's playing. And they'll move to number four on Monday. Okay. And then Ohio State's at five, UCLA's at three, and then Arkansas after this loss will fall back to 13th. Mm. So uh, what would you think about the Reebok uniforms? Uh, Arkansas's? Yeah. They're pretty ugly. Yeah, pretty ugly. <laughs> I do like that color red better than the color red they've been using lately. I'll say the, that. The Reebok cleats brought back some memories. Dude, Reebok cleats were awesome. <laughs> they were they were, comf- they were comfortable. They yeah, were heavy. They, yes, they were. They were heavy, but like, like your feet blocks. were... Your legs might have hurt after the day, but your feet were Right, fine. yeah. Because <laughs> you were lugging those things around. Mm-hmm. Um, like ankle weights. Right. It was the first time Tennessee's been number one in 42 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I have, I have, since 1956. Yep. Yep. Dude, what about Travis Henry just absolutely going off? And it took a while, too. Yeah, I mean, the, the first three series, I think we punted, we fumbled, um, oh, we tried yeah. to go for it on third and short, and, and the fullback ran into T. Martin and kind of blew up the play, and we had to punt that one, and then we threw a pick. Mm-hmm. And No, we didn't throw a pick. We, we, mi- pretty, we missed a field goal. We had some pretty bad turnovers in this game. Yep. Had some pretty um, not – we didn't take care of the ball well. And when Thanks. Travis when Travis Stevens fumbled, he I don't think he went back in the game. And, I mean, I don't know why you would when Travis Henry's running the yeah, ball Travis like Sanders. he was. Um, What's crazy about him is he rushed for, for almost 200 yards, rushed for 199, and his longest carry is 25. So, like, he was grinding those yards out. Oh, yeah. Against a defense that, obvious, like, they were hitting him hard every time they could. I mean, they weren't going away. They weren't shying away. Mm-hmm. He was hitting somebody every play and still grinded out 199 It's like a bowling ball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love those Tennessee backs that play like that. Um, and then him, him jumping over the, the line of scrimmage for the game-winning touchdown. That's why I can't wait to get that video out. Because so you, we posted question of the day. If you didn't participate, question of the day the other day was your favorite running back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hunter Payne posted on our Facebook. He said that his uh, his favorite was probably Cedric Houston, and he misses Tennessee back. Or he misses Cedric Houston jumping over the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And I was like, I miss every Tennessee like that was one of my favorite. That's Tennessee football. <laughs> general football play of all time, like a running back jumping over the line of scrimmage for a touchdown. Yeah. So you got a little taste of it. And now it, you do, you don't really see it very much. No, someone had a good point. Uh, analytics probably tell you that's not the smartest play for injury or scoring. Yeah. But I mean, what's funny is, like, do you remember... I mean, Garantano tried it. Right. <laughs> How often did do you remember a tennis, Tennessee running back, I'm sure it happened all the time, getting stuffed at the line, jumping over it? Nope. Maybe, like, once? Maybe. And I couldn't think of, like, Maybe. the time. So, I feel like I, I like the chances. I like our odds. And if they did stop at that play, we're going to do it again the next play, and they weren't going to stop it. So. Yeah. Let's roll it back. Run it back. Um, I, I don't think I really had... I mean, I, think, I mean, dude, the final eight minutes were some of the most fun football I've ever watched. Yeah. And Arkansas, like, first first thing that I noticed or, or that, like, I, I wanted to mention on the show was the Friday of walkthroughs, um, Arkansas goes to Tennessee's locker room and outside of it does the whooping champ. That is the most, like, 1960s high school football thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. 
And then T. Martin was just Did like, they do yeah, in their pickup trucks? Probably. They're just snorting away. Um, but yeah, T. Martin was like, yeah, this is the SEC. We don't, we don't do that. Kind of Our, speaking of stuff like that, um, did you hear our number one chant at the end of the year, or at the end of the year, at the end of the game? We're number one. We gotta fix that. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> not <bad>. again. No, <laughs> not again. Uh, in that last team, I guess t- when you get to that point, you can kind of do whatever. Fair. You're number one. You can <laughs> yeah. chant whatever you yeah. want. We yeah, chant whatever you want. Um, there were three turnovers in that last ten minutes, but dude, Arkansas, like that was. The biggest choke game I've ever seen. Oh yeah, they played so good until the final four minutes. Yeah, like the the punt over the yeah. or the snap over the punter's head that led to a safety, and then the obviously the stumble fumble. What's the point of having an illegal kicking for that play just to call it a safety? <laughs> I have no clue. Do they even call that anymore? Because I don't recall like hearing an illegal kicking when those plays happen. No, I think it's it's literally just it's just a safety. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard the and you're always taught that. So right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I, it's certainly the first time I remember a flag being called during a play like that. For And I've seen that play happen, unfortunately, several times. Um, but the uh, offense struggled, too. Three punts in the first quarter. Not ideal. Yeah, and, and T. Martin struggled in this game. He uh, was, the last four games before this one, he was completing 75.2% of his passes. In this game, he was not on target. Um, I can get you that exact. Uh, I've got the box score pulled up already. Well, (laughs) I did. Uh, 10 for 27. Nice. 155 yards and a touchdown. And then, obviously, an interception. Yeah, not not a great game. Um, But I feel like a a lot of that was just Arkansas. Like, they were were a solid team. And and they they mentioned it in the – at the beginning of the game, they're like, no one's going to play harder than Arkansas, right? And that, and that's, and that's like with the three turnovers. It was an exciting last ten minutes. It wasn't necessarily sloppy. Like all of the turnovers were being forced, mm-hmm. other than the Clint Sterner right. stumble fumble. But even that one it like, was forced. I was about to. I mean, we pushed the yeah, guard back. Billy, yeah, annihilated Brandon Burlesworth. Right, but other than I mean, it's still a pretty sloppy play. But other than that, like the turnovers, <coughs> excuse me, were not forced. Um, or were forced. Other than, I mean, that one, I, yes, it was forced. Like, we had to make a play. The Tennessee defense, Billy Rowlett made a phenomenal play, but it probably still shouldn't have happened. Like, yeah, I mean, the and, quarterback's still getting his and I, I think shoot for that one. You know, we talked about it, I think, last episode was, you know, teams got to have some luck to go their way. Yep. Um, to win national championships. I feel like when you have some luck go your way, that's when you know you're destined to win a national championship. Yeah. And I mean, he, Auburn, they didn't end up winning it, but to make it there, they had to get a kick six, and they also had to do a last-second Hail Mary, and it was tipped, and it landed in the wide receiver's arms dude, for a touchdown yeah, that's against the, Georgia. That still pisses me off watching that play. Yeah. I'm not a Georgia fan either. It's just like, I can't imagine that happening as an athlete. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah. Um, Cedric Wilson had a very nice one-headed catch that in real time, I was like, no chance he got that. He did. <laughs> and he did. Phyllis like, Cross oh, wow. also had one. Did he? Yeah, it was like an hour out, and he threw it behind him, and he kind of just reached okay. out. And um, also, I think I said Cedric Wilson instead of Cedric Houston when I was talking about the running back jumping over the line of scrimmage. Oh, okay. I don't know if I said it correctly or not. I think you said Houston. Yeah, okay, never, right. never mind. I'm good. Um, I don't have any faith in myself, dude. Anthony Lucas tore a hard, yes, um, secondary up with yeah. eight receptions, he, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. He was 
I don't know what his 40 time was. I don't know what his 100 time was. But the boy could scoot. Yeah. And I mean, there's one play he runs past Steve Johnson, even, and he left. He was <laughs> he was gone. Even with Steven, and he's leaving. Yeah, he um, left in a hurry. But he was averaging 26 yards per reception. That's stupid. Coming into the game. I mean, that's like Mark West Callaway from last season. Yeah, that's, that's just dumb. I'm not even happy for him. Yeah, I'm not. Tore us up. <laughs> yeah, and then Brennan Brillsworth. If, if y'all haven't seen Greater... Um, it, it talks about that um, uh, yeah. I do need to. that football, um, and a lot of it is the 1998 because Brandon Brillsworth is such a big part in that season. Um, and they talk about, you know, the Tennessee game is a big – it's a big buildup to that Tennessee game. Yeah. Um, and everything like that. So, great movie to, to watch. You get to see kind of an it's, – it's supposed to be Al Wilson um, and Deion Grant when Deion Grant blocks the, the field goal mm. and – um, Al Wilson picks it up. Like that's, it, it's really cool to like know that's what actually happened and then kind of play it out that way. It's really right. cool. Right, really cool. Good movie to watch. Very sad. Um, just get your tissues out. But yeah, good good movie to, um, kind of. Tennessee gets a little, little sneak in there. Right. Um, is Al Wilson the most terrifying human being you've ever seen run running football? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Pretty like I'm like I'm not nobody. Nobody should be like only you have to be pretty psychotic to even be like yeah I'll try to tackle that. Jamal yeah, Lewis is like that too. I was just, yeah. Oof. And Sean Bryson, I would not want to be standing still waiting on a waiting on Jamal Lewis. Like, I, well, I'm you not, already have to hit Jamal was, Lewis, but you're gonna have to go through Sean Bryson to get to Jamal Lewis. That sounds well. And terrible. imagine like shedding a block from Sean Bryson. Like you do get off the block, and then you have Jamal. Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You're like okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Two concussions on this play. This will be fun. Yeah. Can you do that? Because it probably happened a few times. It probably did happen. And probably. they probably just sent him right back out in the game. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, he's going to be out for the rest of the first half so he can catch his breath. Just a, <laughs> head, like, just a headache. We gave him some ibuprofen. You're good to go. He'll play in the second half. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Uh, Tennessee's 8-0, no, though. That's all that matters. They're going to remain number one uh, next week. And we're on to Kentucky next week? That sounds right. Is that Kentucky? Kentucky, real quick. Kentucky. <laughs> Update: They don't win. Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> like all the time. So I guess Tim Couch be playing. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. If he's there. I mean, he was the number one draft pick. I hope he yeah. was playing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he probably put up a lot of offense. I mean, I guess Tim Couch is probably licking his chops, looking at her secondary against Arkansas. Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Okay, next week we are going, we're bringing Kentucky here for the, I think this might be the year we cancel Battle for the Barrel, right? Or is it next year? I don't remember when it was. Because yeah. I remember Peyton Manning holding it. That's like the last Peyton, yeah, Peyton did big hold picture it that you. Yep. This So last year was the last year for Battle of the Barrel. Okay. There won't be one. There It will not be presented at the end of this game and for the rest of time. But so. Um, Big Vol Daddy said that Billy Ratliff did not push Burlesworth back. That's fake. So news. are we gonna have to ask him when he gets on the show? Is that is that gonna be contested? I watched it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't understand what's. The, there's no debate. Like it's. I mean, I, I guess he did. It was. He was kind of protecting his backside, but he did step back. 
but he was also being pushed back. Yep. Uh, someone said Al Wilson was just a terrifying human being in general, gentlemen. Yep, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. Especially, but I mean, like, a, and a dark visor at that. No, I'm good. Dark visor, and then like, so obviously it's terrifying for him to be running at you to hit you. But at least like that is like expected. Like you're like he's gonna try and hit me. He's running the football, and typically when someone's running the football, they're running away from you. He is still running at you, mm-hmm. and it's more terrifying somehow. So. Yep. Um, yeah, he is, you're right though. He is in general, just a terrifying human being. Um, I'm sure he's a really nice guy though. (laughs) Yeah. Um, recruiting though. Golly, did you think this week could get any bigger? I guess today's a new week though. So yeah, you do think this week can get any bigger? Um, obviously last week you had, um, a lot of excitement. Uh, what was the final number? How many commits in how many days? So I guess if you count today as the seventh day. Okay. So a, a full week, you get seven commits in seven days. Wow. Uh, two of the or two of those are Tyon Evans and Terrence Lewis, who committed on what day, dude? Ah, my day. Thursday. I think it was Thursday. My days are so off. I believe it was Thursday. Um, and then today, you have four four star Cody Brown. He's out of Georgia. What school? Uh, Parkview. Parkview. Uh, that's right. And three-star safety, defensive back, Deshaun Rucker commit. And, uh, from Miami. From Miami. You mentioned his – what are it? You mentioned his times. What were they again? So his his uh, 100 meter is 10.7. He's a fast dude. I've, I, have, I think this is a guy – I hope we can hang on to him when this happens, while this happens. I feel like you should see that three-star shift. To oh, yeah. Work. It's definitely – I mean, look at his offer list. Yeah. He was a Clemson – considered a Clemson lead – I was about to say, what didn't he have a crystal ball to Clemson like yesterday? Yeah, stole that. No, not <laughs> yesterday. It's been there for a little bit. Well, I just mean. Oh yeah, it but was it was there yesterday. Yeah, yes. I mean. um, but his offer is Alabama, Auburn, Clemson, Florida, Florida State, um, LSU. He's not from Miami. He's from Tallahassee. Sorry, Tallahassee. Um, Tallahassee. LSU, Maryland, Miami, South South Carolina. So just about every SEC school has offered this kid. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I would imagine he'll go up a little bit. Watching his film, that so I mentioned Ooh. earlier that I loved one of these recruits. Oh, you loved him, dude. Sean <laughs> Rucker hits people harder than they probably. He's probably gonna if he's at Tennessee, you guys. We should just expect him to get ejected from a couple games. And you know what? It's gonna suck. But he's also, from what I can tell, he's gonna be playing really hard and to be hitting people really hard. Yeah, and. I said it, you know, when all these commits were rolling in, like, it looks like Jeremy Pruitt's mantra for these guys is very clear. Because there's not a, there's not one guy who's committed to Tennessee that can't is not running down hard downhill and hitting people hard. Whether he's running the football or um defending. I mean, I mean they this, running they are this whole you know, roster transformation is just incredible from you know, you have guys and, and Juwan Jennings was great, but he also ran like a four nine. Right. I get four eight, four nine, something like that. Slow four seven. Um, you know, you're, you're doing, you're getting guys bigger, faster, stronger. And I know in high school, our coaches like always said, "Are you getting faster? Are you getting stronger? You know, this, this, and this." Um, and we kind of always laughed about it. But like that's, it's coming, it's coming to Tennessee right now. Yeah. Is this whole roster overhaul, if you will? Um, you're getting guys that run legit four three four four forties. You're getting guys that are a lot bigger. I mean, you're getting backs that are 225. We barely had offensive linemen at 260 two years ago. 
Right. Just a completely shift in in the type of players that we're recruiting. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, this is just another DB from, you know, you get – you get him out of Tallahassee, and Florida State wanted him. I don't think he was recruited very heavily by Willie Taggart, but Norvell really wanted him. Um, and you steal him away from them. You steal him away from Auburn. Dude, Auburn's just taking a beat <laughs> from Tennessee right now. They better um, start finding some new guys on their board, or they're not going to have guys. Yeah. I mean, that's they're going to have to keep going down the board to, yeah, to find some that, that Tennessee's not wanting. Yeah, if Tennessee takes another commit, they're going to probably be charged with theft. Yeah. Uh, but this kid's a former basketball player who does a long jump. Like I said, does the 100-meter 4x1. Um, he returns kicks, plays offense, kind of does it all. Kind of um, an athlete, I guess. Just somebody that is, is probably a safety when he gets to Tennessee, but also a guy that I, that they like that could use in a bunch of different places. And I mentioned he has a few plays where he's, he's playing – up in the box or up at the line of scrimmage. So maybe like a star position, if that is something that they could see him playing. He is 5'10". I don't know what spectrum you see that as height-wise because in the secondary it's rarely a, a bother. But, you know, depending on guys you have on the outside, that maybe a guy you see kind of stuck in at that star position. Yeah. Potentially. Uh, another guy recruited by Derek Ansley. Chalk one up to the good guy again. God, he's killing it. Yep. We know who the bag man is. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> sure. Let's mute that. Drop it. Um, looking at Cody Brown, though, four-star at a Parkview High School. We've, we've kind of been talking about him for a while. Uh, you've liked him to Tennessee for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've really been kind of – I feel like he's been talked about consistently. Um, consistently talking about him since he played Harrison – since you saw him play against Harrison Bailey. Yeah, so in the semifinals, uh, the Georgia State um, playoffs, we saw him play against Marietta. Um, which is Harrison Bailey. And he played against a defense with Eric Gilbert. Um, gosh, who was the other one? He decommitted from Tennessee. I can't remember. Um, but I th- he ended up going to LSU as well. So two guys that were Power 5 guys. They had guys in the secondary that were going to Power 5 um, programs and rushed for 200 yards. And a guy that had been on campus, I think he's friends with Harrison Bailey. So, you know, that's that's kind of why I liked him to, to Tennessee. I mean, you know, it was going to be hard to get him from Auburn, especially when we lost to Georgia State and, right. and BYU. And Gosh, I don't even <laughs> want to bring that up. But, yeah. Um, so well, it, I, I do want to bring that up real quick because there's people talking trash on the stream, and this is the only thing I'm going to say. I'm not going to respond to your trash talk. I am going to warn you that if you were trash talking and you lost to Butch Jones not once but twice – Maybe three times. I don't even know what team you cheer for. Potentially three times. You can't talk trash to us. <laughs> because I don't care if I've lost to Georgia State. I don't care if I've lost to Wyoming. I don't care if I went to overtime with UAB. My team has never lost to a Butch Jones coach ball team. So, That's true. bye. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, this kid's he's six foot. He, he's a bigger back. Um, doesn't have like the the breakaway speed that you have with like a Jalen Wright in this class, um, but I think he's very similar to a Tyon Evans. Um, so I I don't know how that's how it's going to work out. You do lose Carlin Fields and me. You do lose Tim Jordan, Ty Chandler um, next year. So you have guys that you're losing, guys that you want to fill those yeah. voids. 
Um, it's still going to make the roster interesting, but that's also good. That's why we go get quarterbacks. So yeah, and the best player plays. Like it's it's not like we're not going to recruit to to not hurt somebody's feelings. Right. Right. Um, and kind of on that same note, D Mike Willie said, do you guys think we will hang on to all these commits? Um, I mean, you just got to assume it's, it's called a commit. They're, they're not signed yet. Like you just have to assume right. you're going to lose a few. You kind of hope you don't at least lose the guys who are the backbones of this class. Um, you know, I, with Cody Brown committing after everyone, he doesn't seem like to be one of those guys. Same can be said for Deshaun Rucker. Obviously you don't want to lose recruits. It's just the way. You don't want to lose him, mm-hmm. but it happens. It's the way yeah. it goes. Uh, you may go get another running back, and he goes looking for better options. Same for safety. So uh, you, you expect to lose a few commits, mm-hmm. just like especially with the new transfer rules. You expect that you mentioned how all these backs are going to be back there, and it's going to be a fight. Expect one of them to transfer. Yeah, It's just how the way it works. Uh, hopefully we get the best guy on the field. We get to see that, and we move on. Yeah, I think the big thing with this is just – Look at Jeremy Pruitt, and since he's been here, he's not lost a ton of – he's not got a ton of decommits, and he's not lost a ton of guys in the program. Right. Um, guys that, like – Guys that play. Contribute. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good That's a good thing. And um, and you may – you know, in the future, you may see some guys uh, leave that are contributing. I think as long as – it's you got to look at each situation one by one if they if they are contributing. If they're not contributing, you can almost chalk it up to playing time, almost always. Yeah. Uh, to them transferring. Um, but other other than that, you got to look at it uh, case by case. And like you stated, Jeremy Pruitt hasn't lost a lot to a lot of contributors to transferring or. even the NFL, like which I know we haven't had a ton of draft eligible guys, but even the NFL draft, like no one's jumping the gun to leave early. Right. Yeah. Not not a ton of decommitments. I think the the last one was the only. Guy, I can't remember his name at Marietta, the edge rusher. Jay Hardy? No. Marietta. Marietta. Where's Hardy's from Chattanooga? Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh. I can't remember his name. Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. Hope you hope you guys know who we're talking about too. Yeah. Um, if not, Lando will pull that name up. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it comes to, down to that. You just got to carry that momentum into the season. You got to win football games. If you win football games, I think the, the, Staff as it's BJ Ojolari. That's who I'm thinking of. Yep. Um, the guys on the staff have great. They've proven that they have great relationships with a bunch of these guys. Even if they don't pick Tennessee at the end of it, I feel like it's it's never like a bad breakup. Right. The Jay Hardy one is the only one that was very strange. Um, and it, he didn't even decommit. He he just committed to Auburn and signed, and we didn't know it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's this whole uh, staff does a great job of just keeping guys in here. And even when we lost to BYU and Georgia State, we didn't see a ton of guys in that class just leave. Right. I mean, there there were some that was just like, hey, you know, my options are still open, and that's to be expected. But you didn't see guys just leave out of Tennessee from there. Right, which is good. I mean, it, you're competing. For some of the best, and now it seems to be maybe landing some of the best. Yeah, I mean there, there's a, there's something brewing in Knoxville, and I, I think the the whole country is starting to to take notice on it. it you kind of have to. I know we want to be back in Neyland. I know we want all this in, but we kind of have to. I think ask ourselves: Is it worth being miserable to be getting all these guys? If we win a national championship next year and we can't be in any games, how you feeling? 
I'm feeling great. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm I just great. I need everybody to kind of sit back. I know it sucks. I know we're getting restless. I know we want to be in Neyland. I dreamt about a tailgate this week. Like that's how much I miss it. Oh yeah. And I don't like. I remember like one dream a month, which. If anybody knows anything about dreams, is that unhealthy? Because I feel like I've heard it is. <laughs> but if you can only remember, or if you have the same dream, I don't have the same dream. I do have the same nightmare. Like, re, like I never. The only nightmare I have is always the same nightmare. Oh, that's weird. I feel like someone's gonna be like, "Yeah, that means you're," uh, <laughs> and say something crazy. psychotic. <laughs> yeah, it's like that means you're definitely gonna do something crazy. Um, but no, I uh, did dream about being at a tailgate, um, and it was good. It was as always. It mm-hmm. was good. So. Yeah, I mean, that's what I should say regardless. Let's say we get to the 2020 season and there's no fans. Don't worry. We'll be tailgating. Yeah. So don't worry about it. For sure. No, don't worry about it. Um, obviously, Cody Brown and Deshaun Rucker, the two guys we just talked about, are huge additions. Uh, obviously, you want to hang on to them in the class. Tennessee, you can use four stars, five stars, all of it. Like, because those guys are talented, like you said. You don't yeah. get there without being talented. Yes, you have to develop that talent and – you know, eventually turn it into wins, but you got to start by getting them on campus. Tennessee's done half the battle in terms of getting their verbal commitment, get that letter signed in December, and get them on campus. I get nowadays it's like the letter hardly means anything to you. You got to get them on campus. Yeah, I think the the big thing for me is like we're doing all this during a pandemic. Like, there's no it's it's basically like a period where they can only like have contact. Like they can't visit. You know, there's no like coaching visits there, there's right. nothing like that it's it's literally just zoom calls and, and texts right. and, and things like that so the fact that we did this this week during this whole coronavirus thing is incredible right and i think that boils down to relationships you talked about that and tennessee does a phenomenal job with relationships um who are the guys calling consistently not constantly but consistently mm-hmm. who are the guys checking in consistently um, I think that kind of goes back to what Terrence Lewis said. Like that was like one of the big things. Like, you know, Brian Niedermeyer seems to care about more, care about winning football games, but also care more than more, more than just that. So yeah. that's good to see. Um, so Terrence Lewis, obviously a great addition. Tyon Evans, I like Tyon Evans. I'm curious to see what his ratings at when that JUCO rating comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably be a, a four star, if I had to guess. Four. If he stays at that. The number two. Yeah, and I want to see some measurables for him. I didn't see any measurables. Uh, he looks pretty fast. I'd like to see a 40 time just for fun. I, mm-hmm. I know it doesn't mean everything, but it's still good. It's good to see a number. Yeah. It's fun to see a number. And, and um, all these all these recruits out of state. Like, they're, not one has been in state. And we have the number one in Florida and Alabama right now, right? Yes. And potentially, who's the number one Georgia guy? Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that to you. I can click on it right now. <laughs> it's I expect you to know it's Amarius Mims okay and he's is he he's committed to Georgia no he's not he's not committed so he's just getting a bunch of crystal balls yeah oh that yeah, would be a fun it's it's between yeah. us and Georgia I mean he's another one that this whole um, I'm sure if Lewis can, and Kamara Wilcoxon have, have been going after I'm sure if he decommits from Georgia and goes to Tennessee he just well Georgia didn't want him no, oh, yeah. Georgia That's didn't out. want him. Yeah, because, oh, dude, I can't wait for – I'm not saying Kirby Smart's going to be like a terrible SEC coach, but I cannot wait to see them missing on e- – like, he's not – they think he's the next Saban. No, no, he's not. You know who he's the next? Mark Rick. Mm. <laughs> that's exactly who he is. Yeah, I mean – Okay, and that's, that's Mark what he's Rick always – that, That's the only two ways he can go. 
I mean, but, I guess he could be a. I mean, he could be a terrible coach. Worse, <laughs> but like that—that's kind of where he's stuck right now. Is, and I, I think Mark Rick's good and was good at Georgia. So like, I don't think Georgia's getting like a the bad end of the stick there. They're just getting some what we call uh, that's not even really karma because it probably would be worse for them if it was karma. But it's just like irony, I guess. Mm-hmm. Get some good irony. Yep, I like it. Yeah, the whole uh, Jake Fromm and getting rid of Justin Fields and Jacob Eason, that ugh. <laughs> could have been me. Um, one thing I do want to mention with Terrence Lewis, he's the first five-star outside linebacker since Kevin Simon in 2001 that Tennessee's gotten yeah. in class. Yeah. It's wild. Yep. Um, yeah, we mentioned that they were just um, guys like not in-state. Like this, We talked about the in-state crop is just not as strong as it was last year. Um, we're getting guys that's – like, not only are they being considered for, like, these states that we're pulling them out of, like, they're they're considered lean. Like, national media is picking them to go to these schools, and we're taking them from them. Yep. In the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic. Like, where, where they have to stay at home. Everybody's scared by corona should be scared by the laws. I guess they're just like, I'm, I, I can't be at home anymore. I got to get out of the state. I'm going to Tennessee. Maybe that's what it is. Do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm good with staying here. So right, if I need to yeah. for the better of Tennessee football, I'm gladly. Yeah, gladly. But well, Kamar oh, Will Coxon, he's got to be the recruiter of the year, right? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, he looks. He's he's not the highest rated guy in this class, but he looks like a freaking steal. Yeah. Like he's a steal the draft right now. I mean, I mean especially like not only for his. <clears throat> Uh, abilities, but if he's able to go out and get all these other guys, I mean, yeah, he's gonna be. And I think that's get more the, than you bargained. That's for. part of this class. I just and maybe social media wasn't just so prevalent back when Butch Jones was here, but I didn't see like there wasn't. I didn't feel like the players and the staff were on the same page all the time like I do with this staff. Butch had that one his first year, that one year with the legacy class where mm-hmm. guys were going out and recruiting. <clears throat> Right. Um, and, I mean, I remember one that stood out to me. Like, Brian Randolph was, like, hosting recruits pretty much. Like, I mean, obviously they had to go through Tennessee, but, like, pretty much by himself. Like, he was the one touring them around and Byron Moore was them. like that, too. Or maybe it was Byron Moore, not Brian yeah, Randolph. Yeah. It wasn't Brian Randolph. I apologize. Yeah. Byron Moore. Uh, well, I guess Brian Randolph could have been, but Byron Moore was on Twitter mm-hmm. doing it. Um, and he was doing a good job of, like, trying to make Tennessee better. And you need guys like that. Um, but Tennessee's got a whole lot of them. Like, Harrison Bailey is doing – that's one thing for me is, like – this whole JT Daniels thing is coming up, but Harrison Bailey seems like he's 100% with Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't. Or maybe he's just ready to compete. You got to appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Got to appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to go do a short break real quick. We're going to going to bring Billy Ratliff back with us. We're going to be talking about his days as a, a Vol, his days now as a VFL, and uh, his shows with Volunteer Roadshow and uh, Morning Chat. So we'll be right back. Stick with us. And we're back, and we have a special guest, Volunteer Roadshow's own VFL, Billy Ratliff, Billy Ratliff, Billy Ratliff, the MVP or the the star of the show um, with this Arkansas rewatch that we're doing. Um, so, Billy, how are you doing, man? 
Billy there? Billy there? I'm here, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Um, so, Billy, I was just kind of introducing you a little bit, VFL, um, kind of the – the savior for that 98 season with that stumble fumble at or fumble at or at or it was against Arkansas it was at um in Neyland um so tell us a little bit of just kind of that season as a whole and and what was kind of your mindset a lot of national media and I guess people around Tennessee thought it was going to be a rebuilding year rebuilding year building year um but it was Definitely not the case. So what was kind of y'all's mindset going into that season? Well, you know, I'll tell you this here, man. You know, that season coming in after 97, after, you know, we we lost quite a bit in 97 with Peyton, you know, Peyton, you know, Leonard, Leonard, you know, all those guys. And, you know, a lot of people didn't think that we had a chance to, you know, win no more than eight games. And I'm including our coaches, you know, because our coaches – you know, said the same thing, you know, I don't know if they was using it as a motivational tool or what motivational tool or whatever tool or whatever. But, you know, I remember Coach Fulmer saying that, you know, I think that we have a, you know, our team this year, we may win eight games, if that. And, of course, you know, that motivated us, you know, and then you got players like Al Wilson, you know, T-Mart, you know, Pillage Price, these guys, you know, guys, you know, you know, the one, you know, you know, the one person that really pissed off was Al Wilson. You know, I always when they said that about eight games that we was gonna win, Al went ballistic. He pretty much called a meeting with everybody and told the coaches to get the hell out of the meeting. It's fair. I mean, it's fair. I mean that. And, that I mean that. And, that's, and that seems like something he would do. Oh man, Al was <laughs> everything you heard about Al is exactly who Al was. <laughs> We were uh, we were just talking about his return and uh, after the field goal, the blocked field goal, field goal, and he and he's the only person I think I've ever seen that's scarier running the football than he is tackling. I mean, he looked like he was trying to hit someone as hard as he could as he tried to score a touchdown. <laughs> uh, he was something else, man. I mean, I was just just he didn't play, man. He was play, man. He was not. Man. He was not the type of guy on the field you wanted to. Half tail with man. I mean, he was, he was the coach. You know, you know, everybody said Peyton was coaching the offensive coordinators. Well, Al was the same way, and that was, you know, I'm talking about as a freshman. Al was like, Al was like this. It was like this. It wasn't till he became a senior that he became great, man. Al was like this when we first came in in '95. You know, we both came at the same time, and Al had this leadership thing that he had that was 24/7, man. I mean. Even the older guys, even the older guys that the older guys that we was playing with, you know, they 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 looked at Al was like he was a senior, you know. That's the type of leader he was, man. And Al was just a special talent, man. When we, when I found out that Al, this is when I realized Al was gonna realize Al was gonna be Al was gonna be who Al was. It was the game where we played Memphis and lost to Memphis. And at halftime, I remember we was, you know, we was badly even winning at that time because, you know, Memphis, you know, they they couldn't score on offense, score on offense, on offense. You know, they I don't even think Memphis had a hundred yards total the whole game, and they beat us. And at halftime, you talk about Peyton Manning as a Heisman Trophy candidate. Peyton Manning is like the Tom Brady now in college. College, you, you couldn't touch him but at halftime 
this is when I knew Al Wilson was going to be who Al became. When Al was cursing out Peyton Manning, <laughs> and and when when I mean we were talking about Al's a freshman now, he's cursing out Peyton Manning, and then this is when I knew when Coach Foreman looked at told, looked at Al and said, "Al, you need to calm down." Al turned around and said, "Coach, said, Coach Foreman, Coach Foreman, if you don't get out my, you know what face, <laughs> oh I'm my. talking to my teammate. You my coach, this my teammate. This between me and him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, from that I, moment on, man, that's what what put Al Al to become to become the leader he became, man." Yeah, and that kind of was the mantra of the whole defense. And, I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, obviously it took more than Al Wilson, but he definitely was kind of the, I guess, the attitude setter. Is that right? Tone setter. Tone setter? Yeah. Uh, you all just, I mean, just that just that 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 defense, especially in 98, was, I mean, just played <laughs> with an attitude. And I think, it, you know, that la- that play we were just talking about where um, you were able to, to wreak some havoc in the backfield uh, and, and create a fumble – what, 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 what was going on there in not only your minds but your teammates' minds? Because it flashes to the sideline, and, and a couple guys' heads are down. It definitely seemed like a loss before the Arkansas fumble. What, what was that play like? You knew you had to make a play, I assume. Well, you know, it's, it's, I'm gonna tell you like this. So, you know, everybody was trying to tell me you know, they want me to tell the story, what happened before the play, and all these things here. And I mean, everything that you heard about it was exactly true. You know, I mean, what I said to T. Martin by keeping his helmet on, we about to get this ball on, we about to get this ball back, get this ball back. Every defensive player in America, if they're not thinking like that when they're going on their field, they're not a player anyway. You know, and 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 when I said it to T, I didn't think it was gonna actually happen. So when I told you, I said, hey, man, hey, keep your helmet on, man. We're going on, man. We're going to get the ball. We're going to get the ball back, man. I got you, baby. And, and you know, I go out there, you know, and, and, and guys, I'm telling you this here. Before that first and 10 that we went on the field, I had zero tackles, zero, zero, zero tackle for loss. I had – I didn't even have a pass breaker. Hey. I didn't have a tilt ball. I didn't have anything. Hey, you don't have to out yourself. We didn't read the stats off. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, like, my, I mean, I'm, I was used to having tackles for, right. having tackles right. for loss and the tackles right. for loss in the backfield and stuff because offensive linemen couldn't block me. If you block me one-on-one, it's not going to work. But this kid that was across from me, man, oh, my gosh. Brandon Birdworth, man, when I say this, he was a monster. <laughs> you know, I mean, he didn't look mean. He didn't look like he he didn't look like he was an All-American, a monster, man, because when I say if you just saw him out there in front of you, this man had these big Coke bottle goggles on, <laughs> you know, his pads was just hanging out to the – you know, you know, his hilt pads was hanging out like, like, you know, out like, like, you know, your peewee, like, you know, your peewee pads and stuff. <laughs> and, you know, my, my defensive players like Al Wilson, Raynard, Fred White, all they do is talk noise the whole game to, to the, who they think is the weakest, think is the weakest link, weakest link on offense. <clears throat> And they so happened to pick this man out because he looked like he wasn't ready or whatever. And 
Man, guys, when I say this here man here was a brick wall, I I couldn't do I couldn't do nothing against him. It was times I tried to switch with Darwin Walker to get him to change position and come to the left side because I, <laughs> hey, hey, Darwin, hey, man, this guy pretty strong, man. I think if you use your strength against him, man, I think you can get to, to the quarterback a lot easier. Quarterback a lot easier. A lot easier. And, of course, Darwin was like, okay, man, I got you. I got that, man. <laughs> you know, Darwin had that little soft-spoken voice. And he gets over there, two plays, boom, boom. He's like, Hey, Warren, man, we got to switch back, man. That man's back, man. That man's something, that man's something serious, yeah, man. <laughs> but, yeah, but on that play, though, man, like, you know, I got I got to the point where I realized I, I was listening to the snap count. And, Clint, you know, he had a serious, uh, a different cadence when he was going to do a quick count, a quick count, and when he count, and when he was going to try to make it a long count. Well, this series, he made on first and second down. He did a long count to try to make us jump off sides or whatever. But I didn't care what he was gonna do. I didn't care what play we play we call on play we call on defense. All I was gonna do is run a forty to the goal post and put my hands in this man's chest and push him back as far as possible. That's all I was thinking about is jumping and snap and try to get out the ball. I didn't think that. When I got in Burrsworth's chest and bull rushed and bull rushed him, bull rushed him, that it was gonna push him back that far to trip over the quarterback's leg, and and of course I still to this day I don't know what the heck coach was thinking of calling a pass play when all they had to do was just milk the clock, Correct. the clock. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yep. That's used enough for you, I guess. <laughs> man, oh man, and he'll tell you, man. He's like, yes, I was trying to win the game. I was trying to get a first down and run the <laughs> clock out, and and it'll be a lot harder for us to drive it down and score, drive it down and score, but on a score, but I don't think he was expecting the Travis Henry show to become what it was. <laughs> oh my goodness, I mean, he he was a workhorse, and you know, he talked about some of those guys. They mentioned earlier in the season, so we're in the season, so we're we're watching, so we're we're watching through the whole season. Um, they mentioned um, not not Travis Henry, but uh, Jamal Lewis and Al Wilson had a um, bench press contest that they had to stop because they didn't want either one of them to get hurt. So, do you know for a fact? Fact? Did this, did did they finish this? Uh, maybe on their own time. Oh, they did. I mean, Jamal was a Jamal was a monster man with the bench press, man. I mean, Al was too, man. But Jamal was a different breed, man. I mean, I've seen this firsthand. You know, I mean, you tan. You know, I mean, you talking about it. I mean, you talking about a running back bench pressing four hundred pounds like it wasn't nothing. Man. I mean, it's crazy. You know, four hundred pounds. That's a lot of weight, man. People <laughs> don't realize that, but four hundred pounds is not light, man. And and I'm talking about it wasn't just your any type bench type bench press, bench press. You know, you're talking about the prison style bench press where he bounces it, puts it back up and come halfway up, I mean halfway down and push it right back up. Like it was nothing, man. I mean <laughs> that's that and then that competition that day when him and they when him and Al and Al, you know, they I think it was like they were doing like three fifty, then they went to three seventy five and then four oh five or something like that. You know, that was like the reps, like six reps of this and then eight reps and all this. But when they got to the 405, man, man <laughs> I'm, 
I'm watching these two do this because they worked out together. They was roommates, so you basically, you know, you worked around, worked out around your schedule with each other because they rode the campus together, so they had to work out together. Well, I'm like, man, I'm like, man, ain't no way, like, man, ain't no way they about to do this. I mean, because I know what they have bench pressed before. You know, I know they can do 350 like it's nothing, but we had strength coaches, man, that would make you believe that you can lift a dang old mountain, man. They'll be hip, you know, they'll be hip, you know, I have have these guys, these personal trainers that barely touching the bar, talking about some one more set when you don't have nothing left. (laughs) Well, that's what our strength coaches were doing to Jamal and Al. They got the 375, and I remember. I was pushing it up like I was pushing it up like it was just up like it was just like a piece of paper. And Jamal got over there and then he got up and he did 380. And I was like, you know what? Let's try this full five. Oh my goodness! They so, had never did full five before, man. And they gonna pour, man. And they gonna put full. And they gonna put full five on this bar. <laughs> so they get it. Is four uh, or five the highest? Yeah, and then Al got it. So Al had a different technique when he did the bench. He would drop the bar, the weight on his chest so hard where it bounces off his chest. And it and it goes right back up. I'm like, man, I, I don't know how you do that. Because if I bounce it off my chest like that, I feel like my rib cage will collapse. Yeah, your heart will stop. <laughs> And when Al got the full five, Jamal was not Jamal was not gonna let Al was not gonna let him outdo him. And sure enough, Jamal did full five like it wasn't nothing. <laughs> and that's when they quit. They quit at the full five. They didn't let him go no more. <laughs> done that's, yeah, that's probably snow, that's, yeah, that's probably snow, that was probably, probably snow, that was probably. I mean, obviously they were freaks, but I'd imagine that was some adrenaline working. The, oh yeah, the bar I mean, that that was probably just that whole team, just the the competition and and all of them. You, and you hear a lot about it today. And guys don't want to go to different schools because they might have to sit behind some to sit behind somebody behind somebody. They don't really want to earn their spot, but it, it, there was just a different mindset with this group that the competition was always there. My guys, competition on my team when I played, it was, it was, it was, gosh, you know, there was not a day that there wasn't a competition. You know, I'm the, I'm talking about from getting to the stadium first. I'm talking about who had the cleanest car. I'm talking about who had, you know, who, who, it just, it was, it just, it was competition. It was competition all the time. Mad competition. Hey, it can be Tiger Woods golf or something. You know, we competed against everything. Who had the best dip and rip move? You know, we competed about anything, but when it came to practice, guys, I, Guys, I tell you like this. guys, I tell you like this here, man. I've never played in a game harder than any practice other practice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm serious. I mean, me me playing against Brandon Birdsworth was practice for me every single day because I had a kid by the name of by the name of Cozy Cuff, Cozy Coleman that was across <laughs> from me that I had to go against every single day during that time. And I mean, Cozy, those are the my two toughest offensive linemen I ever played against ever was Cozy Coleman, Brandon Burrsworth. Nobody else can block me. That's point block me. That's point blank, <laughs> point blank period. I like if that. you yeah. play me one-on-one, there's no blocking me. You're going to have to double team me. 
We've got film to prove it, too, if they have a question about it. <laughs> we got film to prove it. So, Billy, I have a question. So, I have, I have a question. So, you, you come from Mississippi, so you're not you're not a Tennessee guy. You, you have a lot. You have some Tennessee guys, but it's 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 like a good mix. Um, but with this class, uh, currently the 2021 class, um, they're going they're going out of state. They're going out of state and, and getting all these you know big time recruits. What what's it like going from out of state to Tennessee? What, what was what was kind of that process like? And and what because you're still here, so you obviously enjoyed it that much. Where you're you're still enjoying you're you're still enjoying it. Down, you're still enjoying it down in Knoxville. So what what was kind of that like? Well, yeah, I tell you, man. Like doing my recruiting process, man. It was a it was different for me because I didn't know anything about Tennessee. I didn't know anything about any other schools. Besides Jack, besides Jackson State, Jackson State, Alcorn, Southern Miss, LSU, I didn't even know anything about Ole Miss. I didn't know anything about Mississippi State. None of that. Traditions, I knew none of that stuff. I just remember when I did come to Tennessee on a visit, a visit, all visit, all the kids, all of my teammates, everybody that I met. It made me feel like I was at home. It made me feel like each one of the guys that committed to Tennessee that I ended up coming up here with, it reminded me of one of my teammates that I played with in high school. And still and still to this day, you know, me and most of my, my teammates that I played with, they're still my friends. You know, we, we still talk, you know, it's the brotherhood that it that we we, we committed to and, and created. You know, now we have, you know, we know each other's like, you know, family like, you know, family members, family members, kids and everything. It was the family oriented process is what made me love Tennessee. When we created that bond, and you know, it, we haven't broken it yet, man, because we, I'm still cool. We, I'm still cool with every, still cool with every last one of those guys, man. You know, I may not talk to them every single day, but once we get together, it's almost like we haven't skipped a beat. You know, Al comes in town. It's like we like we we fresh we we freshmen all over again. Fred comes in town. Peyton comes in town. It don't matter who it is, and and that's the process that you know I wouldn't even think you know going back to high school to now. I can't believe that I'm still here. I can't believe that I'm still here in Tennessee. I'm still here in Tennessee because the Billy Ratliff that came from Mississippi. My mom would tell you this. You know, I was a mama boy. <laughs> When I moved away to Tennessee and she dropped me off, you know, she dropped me off here at the age of six, age of 16 years of 16 years old. You know, I'm a 16 year old freshman here with grown men. You know, I've never been away from home. You know, I've never had to wash my own clothes. I never had to do stuff. You know, I was homesick plenty of times you know i, I times you know i, I skipped town. I, I skipped town three times before i actually became committed to tennessee football <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not man the coaches came got me three times right? oh my goodness. <laughs> but, we're gonna, we're gonna have to I, I wouldn't trade it for those. nothing in the world trade it for nothing in the world man i was nothing in the world man i would yeah. do i would i would do it exactly the same way I think I think that's great to hear because I think everybody kind of imagines that how, that's how the Tennessee football family is inside the building because a lot of us that go into Neyland on those Saturdays in the fall or go tailgating together and uh, there and 
Um, just like, um, just like live, breathe Tennessee football on the outside. That's how it is to us. So I think it's always like, it's not, it's, it's nice to hear that's the way it is inside the building. And that's what we figured and, and how they run this program uh, kind of seems to be a family environment. That's awesome. Environment. That's awesome. That's awesome. Looking at, you know, kind of at this class specifically, what, What's your favorite thing so far? I feel like it's at there's new additions every day, but what's your favorite thing about the class that they put together for 2021? Hey guys, I think I'm losing you guys. I think I'm losing you guys. I think oh. you guys. I think. You got me now. Sorry about that. Okay, I can hear you now. What did you say now? Perfect. Uh, let's uh, looking at the 2021 class specifically, and and how the you know you obviously got a ton of new commitments. What commitments what what what's your favorite thing about this class that stood out so far that they put together for 2021 i don't think it hung up uh we lost billy there we're gonna try to get back on the phone um real quick to to fin- real quick to to finish up our, to, to finish up our finish up this interview um let's see here one minute uh, well, we'll go back and we'll start talking some recruiting though, real quick, because we we left off before we got Billy on the phone. We were talking about the twenty phone. We were talking about the twenty twenty one. We're talking about the twenty twenty one class. I know a lot of people are, um, you know, interested in hearing about that. As you had the commitments of uh, four star Cody Brown and three star Deshaun Rucker. Um, just this, you know, Landon mentioned it too, Billy. Kind of how this this staff, how this this staff just built this staff just building out of state guys right now and. Um, a ton of a big group of talent too, um, but some of the best from out of state. Yeah, and and there's only so I'm looking at the two four seven right now. There's only two teams, two teams that have multiple teams that have multiple five stars committed currently, and Tennessee's one, and Ohio State is the other. Dang. And Terrence Lewis is the second highest rated player in the country that's currently committed. Um, so a lot of those guys want to wait till the to the end, but to the end, but Terrence Lewis, but Terrence Lewis is the hanging on, um, is the number nine player in the country right now, and he's already committed, and that was April. So long ways, but hey, hopefully hang on. Hopefully we get him on we'll, campus, and we will take that. We're going. We will take that. We're going. Uh, take that. We're going. Um, yeah, let's talk about the rating, the rankings, real quick. Um, so Moving Tennessee on up. Well, not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Since we talk about We're getting closer. <laughs> we're, 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 we're putting on some more steam. Right. Um, so Tennessee is ranked number three in the country, number one in the SEC, number one in the SEC, one in the SEC. Ohio State's number one. North Carolina is number two. Florida number four. And Clemson at five. Um, some other interesting ones. Georgia at 16. LSU at 17. Rutgers at 19. Oh, 19. Oh, nice, Sean. Oh, nice, Shano. Yeah. So, he's, wait, is he higher than Alabama? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still, like, I'm well, still like, going. I'll, I'll get to that. So, oh, Miami, okay, okay. Ohio is number twenty-five. Um, hey, hey, don't skip a, don't skip our boy Les. Oh, Kansas yeah. is that twenty-six? Yeah. Is that twenty-six? Twenty-six. Um, who else? Nebraska thirty-six. SMU is at forty. Toledo, 42. Northern Illinois is at 43. Um, Western Michigan, Western Michigan, 48. South Carolina, 49. Hold on, I have to load more. Um, 
Hold on. Yeah. Um, Arkansas is at 51. Rice is at 53. And just just ahead of University, Texas, San Antonio is Alabama at 54. Man. So, obviously, with this class. it means nothing right now. Right. But my question the pandemic going on, I think he's a guy that's always kind of, that's always kind of been on. I think he's a guy that's always kind of been in his ways. Well, apparently not, he didn't even know what email was until like two months ago. Yeah. So, I, I feel like the transition to, you know, just technology. Right. Has kind of slowed them down a little bit. It's got. I mean, it's ha- at least for Nick Saban. It's yeah, ha- it has to have. He, right. If you didn't have an email, you don't know how to work Zoom. <laughs> I don't know what kind of phone he has. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt looks at it like this, but at least he knows how to use it. Right. Sort of. We don't know. Maybe. Potentially. I think we lost the stream. Just go back here. I don't if if we are connected. Sorry if we're not. Give me a second. It says we are. It's a rough day today. I know. I don't know what's going on. We are connected. We're back. Sorry about that, guys. We're trying our best. Uh, we don't know what happened with with Billy Ratliff there. Uh, we had we heard some great stories about uh, the Arkansas game about Al Wilson um, letting Peyton Manning have it. about that's, Peyton Manning. That's about, incredible. About Jamal Lewis. It's so not surprising, but it's, not it's, surprising. it's hilarious. It is. Um, we're going to get Billy Ratliff back on though. Uh, not today. Uh, another time quick shout out to him though. Obviously with volunteer roadshow, he's got the morning chat with Billy Ratliff and then he's on volunteer roadshow with Bobby while I'm mentioning them. I'll talk about picked off with Josh and Carter. Make sure you check them out. Uh, and plenty of written content on the website. So make sure you go check that out too. Yeah. Um, where was that? We were talking Winter. about, or we're talking about the the football rankings. Um, so yeah, they they don't really matter, but they do kind of. So they don't. You matter. can't just not do right. it. Though, at they they don't. This point. They don't. It's hard to. Like, they matter, but they don't. They don't win you anything. Like, you have to do, go beyond that. But like that's a step towards winning. Yeah, you're you're winning, recruiting battles with you know the the top teams in the country and. That's that's the first step in in beating them on the field. Yep. You want to beat Georgia and Florida on the field, you got to beat them in recruiting. Bottom line. Exactly. We're doing it. I mean, we're beating. We're, hey, yeah, I mean, we're on the way. So, <coughs> feeling yeah. good. Feeling good. Maybe Sunday. I mean, we're we might get up there and poke around at Ohio State a little bit. I don't okay. Know. I doubt it. They're they're pretty high. They're 294.36. We're 228.58. And how many commitments do they have total right now? They have 17. Same as us. Gotcha. Gotcha. <clears throat> yep. Playoff or playoff? Yeah, let's do playoff predictions. Playoff. Game game predictions, though. Projected win total. What are we looking at? Yeah, so. What are you thinking? This is for the 2020 Did you see the ESPN? No, I did not. Win totals. So they have the projected win totals. Um, so the SEC East goes Georgia at 10.2, Florida 9.7, Kentucky 7.0, Tennessee 6.3, Missouri 6.0, South Carolina 5.8, and Vanderbilt 3.2. SEC West goes Alabama 10.9, LSU 9.6, Auburn 9.1, AM 8.9, Ole Miss 6.1, Arkansas 5.0. And Mississippi State four point six, so they have us finishing fourth in the East, behind 
Georgia, Florida, and see, Kentucky. I did see they had us finishing fourth, and I was like, that's effing stupid. In 6.3? They, we Kentucky lost their two best players, and you think they're going to get better? Get the out of here. Yeah. No. They added uh, Joey Gatewood. Oh, Terry Wilson's back. Oh, the guy they brought someone in to replace? Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Golly. Yeah, they're not. ESPN's stupid. So they have our win total. Yeah, our win total is six and a half. Is that we said? 6.3. 6.3. Um, I think I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take the over. Yeah. I'm taking the over every day of the week. I've got our win total next year at, uh, I guess, probably like seven and a half. Because I'd take the over at seven and a half and go eight. Yeah, I, I would say you. You should win eight games, at least. Including bowl game, you should win at least eight, yes. Yeah. I would I would almost say nine. Yeah, I would probably say nine. That you get lucky. I do in terms of like expectations, I you know, I expect you to lose not expect, expect's not the right word. You're gonna you're gonna lose this year to people. Oklahoma, Florida, Alabama, Georgia are all Potential loss, like real deal potential losses. But they're they're also they're like also besides probably <laughs> maybe Alabama, Alabama potentially Florida. Just like I don't know if the physical hurdles a lot right now, but the mental hurdle certainly is obviously. Right. Um, but it is in Neyland. You don't, you know, you're not definitely not looking back or forward. Like it's firm in the week before Missouri after. Like there's really nothing around that week, and I believe it's a. Um, <clears throat> No, it's not. I was thinking Missouri might be by before then, but they've got the by marked. It's in October. Um, and you get a by going into Alabama. With Jeremy Pruitt, I think I like that a lot. And then you have Arkansas after that. <laughs> and they're terrible. And you get Arkansas. What if they just, what if they're somehow creepy, creepily good? Oh, like they were in 98? <laughs> like they were in exactly. They get a like Brandon Brosworth. In Houston Nuts first year? Yeah. He's so, he's a weird dude. Like his life is a weird, like, it's been a weird <laughs> go of things. Yeah, he's had a weird career. That's for right. sure. Right. Definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely not. 6.3? That's yeah. trash. 6.3 is low. Like, like, um, pull, either, up, yeah. pull up the schedule again. Do you have the schedule? Yeah, I got it. Uh, so, tweet, or tweeted us or message in the comments real quick. Uh, at 6.3, whether you take the over or under for wins, um, or let us know that, uh, or let us know what your number's at, what you think the win total is. I'm um, talking about the win total for 2020. What you got it at? So I'll read off the schedule real quick. Uh, September 5th, you bring Charlotte to Charlotte uh, to Neyland. September 12th, assuming these are the dates, I guess you go to Oklahoma. September 19th, you have Furman at home. September 26th, you bring Florida home, Missouri home. The next week, October 3rd. Next week, October 10th at South Carolina. Then you have the 17th off. October 24th, is that the third Saturday? No, it's the fourth Saturday again. Uh, you play Alabama in Neyland after a bye week. Then you go to Arkansas. Then you have Kentucky at home on the November 7th. Then November 14th, you go to Georgia. I like that a lot. I like that schedule a lot, Inter- that part of the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia and Florida at the beginning, it's tough. I don't know if you're battling for an SEC potential spot to represent the East, but that would be really fun if you are. <clears throat> Especially um, with this team, like last year we played our best ball at the end of the end. season. Mm-hmm. We had Georgia there. Yep. And, and, hey, guys, could be a big matchup at home, not at a random stadium in between in between the two schools. <laughs> uh, and then Troy for homecoming. I guess they haven't said it's homecoming, probably. Um, probably going to be homecoming there. Uh, shoot. Someone said over at least seven. That was uh, – 
I don't know where the other one went. I think someone said at least eight, but that comment went away. But I saw over at least seven. I like that. Definitely, I think I'm taking the over at seven. Vanderbilt at home Saturday, November 28th. Or sorry, not at home. That's in Nashville. We going? It's a three-hour drive. It's not too bad. To Nashville? Yeah. Or are we just not going to risk it again? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll just go to Nashville, but not actually go to the game. Okay, I kind of like that idea. Kind of like it. Um, so a lot of people thinking over seven, over eight. I, I like that. That's that's yeah. I, I would I say around seven and eight should be safe. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, anything else for projected win totals? That's all I got. That's all you got. Uh, segments. Most important. Let's, let's get into some segments. Most important. Christian Aders, I think I said that right. He said over under for me is eight. Yep, that's about where we're at. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I've got this is fail stupidity. I don't know. I just need to read this. Uh, this dude, because people were talking about how it was a video of that Patriots up back. It's an offensive lineman running the. He almost runs it back for a touchdown, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and someone's like the most. Someone tweeted like the most overrated thing people or underrated thing people don't understand is how fast offensive linemen are. That average people don't think they could run next. Like average people were like, you know, oh, I can run faster than that. And the guy tweeting, whoever tweeted, is like, what you don't understand is you can't. Like offensive linemen are in better shape than you think. Like yes, they're big and typically fat, but okay, they're fast. A guy tweeted back and said, my dorm in college would do section football games, and some of the linemen would come play QB just so they didn't get hurt. There were guys who had gone to state and track trying to blitz, and they weren't even close to catching a lineman. No, that's a lie. Because when I say the average person couldn't keep up with an offensive lineman, I don't mean the average athlete or better than the average athlete. I mean the average American could not run with the offensive lineman. Landon could run right next to and past an offensive lineman. I could run next to, and if I was a little bit skinnier, probably past an offensive <laughs> lineman. A guy who made it to state and track better be able to run past an offensive lineman. Or they lied to you and did not make it to state. Correct, which is probably the case. (laughs) But my point is, that's the dumbest thing ever. And also, that's a dumb thought. How many offensive linemen run sub-540s? One, because you talked about them for three weeks when it happened this year. Is it this year? Or last year? Christian worse. There's all. I feel like there is always one. He ran something fast. I feel like there's always one that's like 4'8". Yeah, he. I think. Four nine. Yeah, four nine, five flat. Right. That's fast. Right. I mean, like you, Juwan Jennings wasn't slow by, or he was slow compared to like the other, above other average athlete. Yes, yeah. um, but not to anybody else. Right. Like. Yeah, that's right. stupid. I also, know. I totally skipped most important. And went straight to fail. I'm sorry. You're good. Uh, most my most important is actually Tim Burchett. Did you see this uh, longboard he made? I don't think I did. It was some wood out of his... Uh, he made mo- it himself? Yeah. Wow. His mother's... Um, Old ironing board? Ironing oh, board, yes. Correctly? Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. I was like, oh, I'm yeah. It's in the post. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. I'll, I was just reading the tweet. And... I thought that's that's cool. No, that is cool. And he, then he wrote it down the driveway. I guess he's getting bored like everybody else now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got a most important. It is... Uh, Kyle Serrano, Nick Senzel, and Lane Thomas went to uh, UT Medical Center to drop off some gift cards uh, to some doctors at UT. So yeah, that's, that's awesome, awesome, man. Baseball, uh, vol baseball, VFLs getting involved. Yeah, so it's really cool. Um, my next most important. I think I had another one. 
No, I didn't. Oh, no. yeah, I did. Steve Forbes. Steve Forbes almost got himself stuck in a fail. Maybe he still did. You got that one, too? Oh, yeah, that's that's definitely that <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy for you, but yeah, I hate got it. Got his opportunity at a Power 5 school at Wake Forest. Um, hate that it had to be John Curry. Um, right. But if we do know anything, John Curry can at least make one good hire. He did hire Tony Vitello. Did so. hire Tony Vitello, and we, we don't forget that, John. We so Deacon so, Nation, maybe maybe that's that's your one good one. So don't let him make any more hires. I do like the Forbes hire a lot, though. I, oh, yeah, I was hoping sure. maybe he'd hang at ETSU longer and maybe be a guy potentially that can move down to Knoxville soon. But, yeah, and I don't I don't think Knoxville would necessarily be out of the question if the job came about. I don't think Wake Forest is his destination job. No, especially like I'm not saying he's going to run at the first sign of light, but I mean right now you're playing Duke and North Carolina twice a year. Yeah. You really and, want to do that? And hopefully he's able to be a thorn in some of those yeah. ACC schools. Just but beat him once a year, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. Right. It's not that, it that's, is an uphill battle. Yeah, that's a tough job to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure money's good, but yeah, just winning-wise, recruiting-wise against some of the best teams in the country, that's that's tough. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I don't think I have any more most importance. I don't either. Fail. Fail. Got a few of these. First one goes out to uh, Captain Hindsight Ultralocks. I don't know. He tweeted at Gus's Good Times Deli because they made a grammar error on a tweet. And in his tweet back, he made a gra- grammatical error. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm about to go with him. Never come at Gus's. When you uh, come at the best, you best not miss. True. Mine is the uh, o- Oklahoma staffer. Coach Will J? Coach oh, Will J1. <laughs> um. Don't he's tweeted? Don't fall for the hype. It's not real. And then posted a vid, a picture of Sterling Shepard jumping over. I don't know who exactly that is. I can't tell. I know Malik Foreman's in the picture, right? But uh, yeah, just tweeted that. I'm like, what if y'all like? Yeah, y'all get to the college football playoff, but what if y'all really won? And also, here's my question: Why in the absolute hell would you want to give a team you play in a few months more post more? Yeah, that, that makes Baltimore no sense material. to me. It's like, hey guys, just in case, like, let's pretend they're not good. Let's motivate them so maybe they play their best football tonight. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. I'm that like makes... talking trash is one thing, but like lighting up a bulletin board months before, why? Like that's just stupid. Yeah, you just add fuel just to stupid. that, and and then if you lose, you get burnt, and you look like a moron in front of all your teammates and coaches. Yeah. Or, you, you, you still look like a moron, but you right. even look like more of a moron if we beat Well, if you win, you can probably be like, I was right. I can talk trash all I want. But if you lose, yeah. you're the dumb one. And, I mean, I'm telling you right now, if I'm the head coach and one of my assistant coaches tweets that, you're fired. I don't think twice. I don't hesitate. Yeah, stupid. First off, it's not – first off, your job as a college football coach is not to talk trash online. Right. None of ours do, do they? Doesn't seem like it. No, it just seems like they're just tweeting at recruits or fans. Yeah, stick to stick to coaching, man. Like we're and we're the biggest thing. We've been asked this all the time when we go ask for questions. They ask for like the meaning a lot. We get a lot of guidance questions, and they're not serious. But I'm going to guide you right now. <laughs> just worry about yourself. Control what you can control. Take care of yourself. Why are you worrying about Tennessee? Go recruit yourself. Why are you worried? Oh, it's all hype. Who cares? Go recruit against them. Then you're not doing it. Yep. Nope. You're not even getting commitments from anybody. So what do you mean? Go, go to worry about yourself, control what you can control, and everything else take care of itself. Yeah, like what recruit is going to look at that and be like, oh, yeah, I want to yeah, go to Oklahoma. Thanks, man. Yeah, no. 
That just that just probably like helps Tennessee's case or anybody's case. Anybody like anybody's. How do you look at like how does a recruit look at that? Because you cannot sit here. I don't have them all up. Let's start reading them off. You're gonna seriously sit here and tell me Oklahoma doesn't want a single person. When I'm talking about Terrence Lewis, five star, six one, two hundred pounds, best linebacker in Florida. They don't want him. Dylan Brooks, defensive end, five star. Cody Brown, four star running back. Julian Nixon, four-star wide receiver. Four-star wide receiver. Jordan Mosley. Do I need to keep going? Wilcox, Kamar Wilcoxon, safety out of Florida. Four-star. I mean, you're going to sit here and tell me they don't want any of these guys? And when they decommit from Tennessee, if they do, and maybe they consider Oklahoma, but you said it was all just hype. And I was a part of that hype. Like, what do you what do you mean? Yeah. And you're going to tell me there's not a guy on that list? Come on. Yeah, and like, don't what, be an what defensive guy would want to go to the freaking Big that Twelve too. anyway? Like they don't play defense, right? That that as well. That as well. People are just dumb, dude. Yeah, are so stupid. Just, I think I had another. One. Just do you? Just like do don't. You. Like are are people that scared? Are we like getting this much momentum that people are actually scared of us? Because Georgia did this. Georgia like tweeted out some video. I think Oklahoma did. Oklahoma too, did the, the official football count. Yeah, like. Just, hey, don't worry. You know what? Actually, worry about us. Don't take care of yourself. Worry about us all year. Yeah. Worry about Tennessee. Do it. I don't care. Uh, do you know who Ahmad Black is? Didn't he play at Florida? Well, I, his bio says that. I don't know. Did he? <laughs> I don't know. That's I know him because, yeah, it was brought so, up this week. This is going to be a combination of fail and stupidity. So he said, if Phil Former is your best coach in your school's history, I wouldn't be talking much. Well, Phil Former isn't our best coach in school history. Like, that's just st- statistically inaccurate. Yeah. Second off, he's a great coach. And he, and then everyone's like, oh, I mean, you know, Florida had his number, blah, blah, blah. He won a national championship. He won three, two, two SEC, two SEC championships. So. He doesn't care how many times Florida beat him. He took care of plenty of stuff. Worry about yourself. Why well, is a mod black? Tweeting about Philip Fulmer. Who did as a football coach? Who is a mod black? I have no clue. Get out of here! Get out of here! I hate I hate Florida. I hate Florida. I hate Alabama. I hate Georgia. I hate Kentucky. And I don't Randy. even care about Georgia. <laughs> I don't even care about Kentucky. I definitely, I for sure don't care about Oklahoma. I I know where Oklahoma is on that. <laughs> Dude, okay, I was watching this video before we get out of here because we, we we ran a little long. It's okay, I, I enjoy it. It's been a great episode. I had a great time talking about the Arkansas game. I had a great time with Billy Ratliff. Obviously, recruiting's been at all time high. We have some triggered fans in our YouTube comments. Oh, hey, this has fun. been fun. Yeah, um, I saw this video that it was like you uh, people in the United States don't even know like where states are at or something like that. I don't know. My wife is one at. of them. Well, they go like out on the street. She's an educator, right? <laughs> they go out on the street. And they, like, have a map of the world up. And it's back, like, purposely backwards. They're trying to confuse people. And they're, like, point to a country on the map. And they, like, everybody, like, always points to, like, Africa. And they're, like, that's a continent. Or they're, like, point to Africa on the map. Something like that. I don't know. And people are, like, yeah, these people don't know um, geography. Like, the American education system is failing. I'm, like, okay. First off, you're pulling random people off the street. If they have time to stop and talk to you, like, does that mean, like, what does that mean for them? Does that mean they're geniuses? They stopped to talk to us. They must know geography. Yeah. <laughs> like, why am I watching a video and then being like picked out? Like, the American education system doesn't even teach geography. I know plenty of people who could point out 
three-fourths of the states on a map. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's pump the brakes yeah. on this. I've sat in geography classes. <laughs> I've been to school in America. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I just don't get, like, Oklahoma. Like, your city's... Norman is... Does Norman suck? I don't know. I mean, it's named after, like, an old man with, like, a droopy poop ass. God. What? <laughs> is that not the first thing you think about no, a Norman? I thankfully don't think about droopy poop ass. <laughs> so, You're I'm mixing actually, out. I've actually never once thought of that on my own. It's had to be said to pop into my mind. So, that's where I'm at. Um, don't trust the hype, though. Yeah, about the droopy poop don't ass. Tr- don't trust the hype. I don't even, I don't, I don't even care. Don't trust the hype about Tennessee. You don't need to. Storms are brewing. We're not back because we never left. Mm. We just accidentally let, left a, some terrible people in charge for a while. Yeah. That's like when you, <laughs> you leave just, the, when you leave the sub in the room that has no clue what's going on. You picked the babysitter, the house sitter that threw the wildest party and just was, uh, burned the house down. Jonah Hill off the yeah. sitter. <laughs> just burned it down. You came back and you were... Urias. Project but, Project X happened, but it's happened. We're we're, we're fine. Tennessee's fine. I, I don't even know. Can Oklahoma even tell us if they're fine? Oh, we played in the college football playoff. You've also been embarrassed in the college football playoff year after year after year. Yes. So is it really better making the college football playoff? Probably because we've been embarrassed a few times. But <laughs> <laughs> don't trust the hype. But Kentucky still only beat us once in thirty nine years, something like that. God. <laughs> Twice. Dang it, Butch Jones. Dang it, dude. dude, dude. <laughs> Golly. Twice. Mother. Ugh. Yeah. Dang, if Jeff George, so he was 6'6", six, six, if he had just been 6'10", he would have scored. Remember when their best, Kentucky's best football team lost to Tennessee's worst? <laughs> Guess it wasn't Tennessee's worst, but it wasn't good. Mm, Tennessee's was, worst was the year before. So. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I love that someone, We're gonna. I'm sorry, guys, we're rambling, but... Ah, what are you going to do? Um, someone was arguing on Twitter. I'm like, why are you even arguing about a coach that's not your coach? Like, I don't understand that. Like, it's some, like, Vanderbilt fan. I'm like, Jerry Pruitt won four games in the first year. Okay, first off, it wasn't his first year. Second off, just know that information before you argue about it. And, like, like y'all win four games, like, every year. Yeah. And then, like, why, that's it. That's, like, max. Why do teams who play terrible coaches want them fired? Like, they're like, oh, you guys aren't going to fire Jerry Pruitt after this year? If you think he's a bad coach, why would you want him fired? I hope Derek Mason is at Vanderbilt for the end of time. <laughs> True. Mark Stoops, he's done a good job recruiting for Kentucky, but if he ain't going to beat us, stay there forever. Yeah. I If Elijah Drinkowitz beats us, I'll be very shocked. Keep him forever. Yeah, that dude's... Whew. Keep him forever. He's Will Muschamp, I'll pay your lifetime salary at South Carolina if you don't leave. We're going to keep beating you. Stay. Now. Yeah, like like South Carolina, this is actually, let's, let's tie this all back in. Like, you know that year, everybody was trying to be funny. Like, keep Butch Jones 2017 or whatever. South Carolina was wearing, like, South Carolina made shirts for their game in Neyland. I was like, Butch Jones is 3-1 and one against you all and beat your best coach of all time twice. Get out of here. And. <laughs> get out of here. On that specific game, if we had a different quarterback that could throw, he would have hit. Josh Palmer and we would have scored a touchdown. Yeah, and won. Yeah. So you almost lost, literally, to wearing, the worst team in school history. Wearing a shirt, like they were just like keep us. No, you are the only school who does not get to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Vanderbilt can say it. Missouri can say it. Any other Kentucky, I guess. 
they don't know. They're just like, when's basketball season? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I was, they can't even say that now. Dude. I don't, I'm, I'm heated about that one, dude. Oh, Tennessee's getting a bunch of good classes, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. You lost to Butch Jones. Twice. <laughs> Twice. Once was on a Hill Mary. They would have won. A, that's my favorite part. George is like, you all won on a Hill Mary. You, If you all had one, you would have won on a Hill Mary too. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Golly. I'm getting heated. Yes. What else are we going to get heated about? We got 30 seconds. 30 seconds? I'm just kidding. We're almost at an hour and a half though. But oh. we, this is... Okay, hold on. These are two separate videos, so do we just go for like another 45? Call it I'm even? kind of hungry. <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> Guys, thank you all for listening. Uh, follow follow me at Caleb underscore TN. Follow Landon on Twitter at underscore or at Lambo underscore Raby10. Um, you can follow us on Facebook too. Uh, make sure you follow more important issues on Twitter and Facebook. Volunteer Roadshow, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You can find all of our videos there. Make sure you check out the uh, live shows that, that come up on Volunteer Roadshow too. You don't want to miss Picked Off uh, Morning Chat with Billy Ratliff or any other of the shows we got. Guys, thank you all so much for listening. It's been a great one. Let's c- keep going and getting these recruits from any state we want. Yeah. Just any picking them out. Yeah. Um, the winner of the giveaway, the $25 gift certificate to Hound Dogs, is Gary Walker. Gary Walker, you can Gary. email Billy Ratliff at volunteerroadshow.com or Bobby C at volunteerroadshow.com to claim your prize within a week. Seven um, days. Seven days. Seven nights. Yep. And hopefully the by that time we'll have seven more commits. Hopefully. hopefully. Uh, really appreciate Billy Ratliff coming on, telling those stories. It's awesome. And we'll to get hear from the we, did, we didn't get to finish, but we'll get we'll get them on later and maybe not finish what we talked about tonight today, but we'll we'll talk some more. Get some so more stories worry. out of them. Yeah, yeah don't worry. Um, that's all we got. Recruiting the globe. We're not even saying the, the United States, just the whole globe. Yeah, well, um, what do we got now? Uruguay, France, Serbia. Yeah, yeah just, just we're Serbia. gonna start doing that in football too. I don't even <laughs> well, know. If we tried that. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not right. <laughs> we're bringing the boat in, and we out.